Welcome, guys, to the MMOs.com podcast. This is episode 93, and this is Altai, joined this week by... Omer. Gumble. Matt. All right, and we have a great podcast uh, this week. A lot of fun revelation discussion coming up soon, but of course, we got to start with the weekly raid, which is a great topic, so take it away, Gumby. You mean a great distraction. A great distraction. I love great, it's a great distraction. Well, here at MMOs.com, we love to talk about bad games. I think I like talking about bad games more than I like talking about good games. Uh, but this week, we're going to limit our... our um, I, I don't have the word. We're going to limit our bad game discussion to Steam. We want to know what the worst MMORPG uh, you've ever played or seen on Steam is. And uh, I've seen a, a lot of these. Uh when I was making YouTube videos, the only thing I did was play bad games, and I actually made a list of some bad Steam games. And we don't want you, I just want to be clear here, if you decide to answer, we don't want, we don't want, you know, AAA studio games. I don't know if Wildstar is really a fair answer. I, I want to know, like, the bottom of the barrel. So if you look at this list, uh, my personal pick is a game called Thanatos, the Dragon Chaser. It's actually been taking, it's been taken off Steam now. It was an absolute abysmal game. It took about five minutes to load in. I actually made a video for it. And basically, the game played itself, and it was all about uh, voluptuous characters and selling sex to get you to keep playing the game. It was actually touted uh, when it released as the uh, low-impact MMORPG. So it was designed so that you wouldn't feel overwhelmed by the mechanics uh, in the game. The only redeeming part about it was that when you killed a mob, uh, they exploded into a, a bath of blood. Uh, other than that, it was total garbage. I uh, can, I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> I don't know if I'm happy or sad to say the game no longer exists, but it was Duke. Gabby, I'm liking what I see. I'm looking at your video, and oh my god, the scroll giant hit. I am. Yeah, scroll through it, and um, and you can scroll to the middle. You can see combat. Basically, the game played itself for you, and things were just laggy the whole time. It doesn't it's look. Good. It doesn't look that bad, like graphic-wise. No, I've seen look, worse. Yeah, there's definitely worse graphic-wise, uh, but it, I, I promise you, it was an absolute horrid experience. Though I did get a good laugh. Right. I think I think I'm gonna one up you, Gumby. Go just ahead, like, please. Just it's on Steam right now. That's a one up already, right? So let's just appreciate this beautiful Steam video right from the get-go. I mean, you gotta let the music play at the beginning for a little bit. You got this nice black background. You got the history of the game. It's called Con Absolute Power. Just look at the Mongols first swept through Europe on the Grand Campaign in the 1220s. We're getting some history wow. lessons. It's really setting the tone. It looks beautiful. I mean, this is it's really setting the tone. It's halted by Genghis Khan's death in 1227 when the Horde withdrew. And then you see the gameplay. All right, and Grandpa. it all goes to shit. <laughs> all right, I like see. the fan art in the trailer. Wow. It's my favorite part. <laughs> This All looks, right, so this looks like Meridian. <laughs> does this have to be one we've personally played? No, no, no. You you could have just witnessed it. It's okay. Hold on. Okay. Look, so... look, look at these graphics, though. They're so bad. And the game is. This is one of those games. This launched in like what 2016 on Steam. What were they thinking? They were it thinking, can, can well we get this on Steam? One is a private server. How a private server got on Steam for an old game? Who knows, right? Yeah, it's it's a mystery. It's unbelievable. This is unapproachable too. Yeah, that's 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 my worst Steam game. I guess. Uh, so I think the one that I've played that's the worst, probably. But I, I'm just gonna go with what I've played that's on Steam right now. Mm -hmm. Is probably Nebula Online, and that's because if you just take Eve, you give it levels, you give it modular ships with a weird system of upgrading, 
where you like replace parts of your ship and it's your gear um and make it kind of a little janky have graphics that are like a mobile game because it is a mobile game <laughs> and make it so that just moving around is painful and slow then that's about what you get and i mean just like look at the way you move around in the trailer there i mean it, it's pretty painful to play you forgot the best part you know you could play a game like eve that's free right now or you could pay to play this that's five bucks. <laughs> oh yeah i did forget that <laughs> <laughs> and this game actually has mostly negative reviews whereas my game had mixed reviews so Whoa. i mean steam says this steam says this one's worse all right for me it's a toss-up it's a toss-up <laughs> and uh i'll go with i'll go with one we actually played uh on um together hero online you guys remember that oh that was a great game i think i that one from my memory that's not on steam not it, yet not yet it's, it's coming <laughs> it may be if it gets greenlit, do you really think it's getting a greenlit? Asset flips have gotten greenlit. I'll, I'll give it. I'll let this one slide. I'll let this one All slide because right. I picked something that wasn't on Steam. So go ahead. Okay. Not anymore. My game was shut down. So this oh, game was shut down. This game is coming to Steam, and this is the video they put up on their greenlight page, right? Omar? Mm -hmm. The one you yeah, linked. Yeah, I linked okay. it. Look at all these frames. This is this is the video they decided to use to uh, promote their greenlight page. Uh, you'll notice a complete apps. You know, there's no real gameplay here because. They don't want you to see the game. But what's remarkable is why is it 240p? And this, this video was uploaded by the Korean developer on February 20th of 2017. So they dug through their archives of in-game footage, of their art, and like, we found this nice 5MB 240p file. This is a great representation of Hero Online, all right? Let's slap it together. Look at it. It's pixelated. It's like 10 FPS. What is this? <laughs> they, they should have used our Sunday Funday video. Yeah, they really should have. You know what's funny? I didn't know what this game was until I actually looked at our video. I, I completely forgot about this one. <laughs> I played this one. That's what the game, game looks like. Yeah, yeah. This is what, our, this is what the video looks I'm like. A, I'm laughing at the part where it's like sepia tone, and it's like this is back in the past, even though it's recorded <laughs> in the exact same present. <laughs> it's like if somebody walked outside today, recorded a video like trying to make it like look kind of old school by like they found like a rundown building that like just never got knocked over because no one bought the land in like a hundred years and they just go this is back in the past and put sepia <laughs> tone over it and it's just what my mind is blown that they want to launch this game on steam with these graphics this is like the the least effort steam greenlight campaign i've ever seen just, no, it is you, not. No, it's not. Okay, you fine, have not fine. seen. You have not seen some low effort. Uh, no, you yeah. have not paid attention to Greenlight at yeah. all, where people have literally put up pictures that they probably took off of the internet, and they're just pictures of people, right? <laughs> and it's like this is a game. What was that Chinese game with like uh, the awful that. translations that we talked about in a previous Earth, podcast? Earth Online. <laughs> so I retract. Fine, but for for a company okay, no, that's that actually pretty big. That was a high big. effort one. That was yeah. a high effort one. It was just not a good idea because it wasn't a game. But this is not the lowest effort. But I think the thing that you're missing here is that it's a bad idea to put it on Greenlight not because it's old or bad, right? It's because they haven't updated it in years in the West. Mm -hmm. It literally hasn't been updated in the West. Like, it's huge other places still. It's, it's really big in Korea still, and it's getting mm -hmm. updates there. So is Science of Fate, which is known as Yulgong over there. But... It hasn't been updated in the West in ages. I, I, I want to defend this game for a minute. Why do you think it, it, look, it wasn't that bad? Come on. Go okay. playable. Hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. Oh, I'm holding up. Okay, so us four played it, right? Okay. Oh, 
Gumble and Matt, give me your honest opinion of Hero Online. Way what? past its prime. It is <laughs> yeah. so outdated, it's not even funny. There you go. But go is ahead. it? But isn't isn't there's so many worse games? Okay, Omer, Omer, I'm going <laughs> to quote you from numerous other videos. Go for it. Quote me. Playable isn't good enough. I agree. Uh, okay, I, but dude, the key question was the worst game on Steam. Your worst MMORPG. What happened to the other one? It's a high bar. Worst, you know? It's bad. I'm not saying it's good. I don't think anyone's going to say it's good, unless you're a diehard Hero Online fan. I apologize if I'm offending you, but I don't think... No one's going to... It's not a good game, but it's not the worst game. Okay. It's a bad game. No. Anyway, I think your game, the one you said was playable, too. The Genghis Khan. Okay, somebody mentioned a great one. I have to mention Otherland. Otherland was... They launched on Steam. I paid 10 bucks or 20 bucks for this piece of shit game. Because I, I did a first video for it. I wanted to do it right when it came out. And it was literally unplayable. One, all the Steam reviews are fake and paid. We, we, we exposed them. Not all for, of them. Okay, not all of them. 80%, all right? Oh, no, 80, not 80%. 80. But there was only like 120 at the time when I, did, when I put the thing up. Anyway, when I say all, I don't literally mean all anyway. But the game was literally unplayable. Uh, you would get stuck in the tutorial, and the tutorial was pretty lengthy. And at a certain point, like the place you hand in your quest, the NPC would bug out, and you just can't hand in your quest. I had to remake my own character three times to get past the, the, the tutorial. Like, during the first look, I'd get stuck and I'd stop because like, did I get stuck? What happened? And I would have to remake. And the game cost money, too. It was, it was an unmitigated disaster. At least Hero Online was playable. I'm calling it right now. Hero Online is a better game than Otherland. You know Otherland, come at me. Well, it was. Otherland works now. Otherland, it's okay. too late. The problem with Otherland is, even if you look at Steam now, if you look at recent reviews, it says very negative. I don't think I've ever seen the words very negative. I've seen negative. Yeah, no, they're all over the place. Oh, okay. Maybe I just didn't notice. <laughs> There's the overwhelmingly negative. That's a fun one. Yes, that, that's one too. Yep. Otherland works now. It's just not a good game. Hold on. Look at these yeah. reviews. People are saying it doesn't work. The recent ones? Yeah, look at well, the... Well, maybe they shut down the servers without work. telling anybody. <laughs> they might have <laughs> shut down the servers without telling anybody. But anyways, when it was last online, at least, it, it worked. <laughs> I remember that. But... The problem is that you made an MMORPG based on a series that is set in virtual reality. <laughs> I mean, you literally can't do it right. And what's more, instead of making like a sandbox game, they made a theme park game. So, I mean, it was, it was bound to have negative reviews regardless of what they did. <clears throat> guys, I can't give this game at all pass. They guys, charge money. If a tree mm. in an empty MMORPG server despawns, does it make a noise? It doesn't make a noise goes. to begin with? <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're overthinking it. <laughs> That's deep. That's deep. You know what's funny, boys? We may not be able to have this conversation a year from now because uh, with, with lacking... Steam Greenlight may kill a lot of shitty games, but uh, now that it's disappearing, we're going to get Steam Direct. So uh, hopefully, I hope this isn't the last time we get to talk about shitty games. Though. I hope they still weasel them their way through. And I'm what sure they will. What are you talking will. about? I mean, I, I know that people jokingly pay a hundred and they wouldn't jokingly pay a thousand like five thousand but if they keep it relatively low they're still gonna pay it as a yeah, joke yeah. <laughs> we shall see there's gonna be someone with a trust fund somewhere that's just gonna sit down and go you know what i'm gonna blow my trust fund on this shitty game man <laughs> <laughs> troll, troll the troll the gamers i think that the earth online was my favorite i linked it in uh in the chat if anyone wants to look at it later but yeah, there's a lot of Dukers out there, and I, I agree with Gumby's sentiment. We need more Dukers. Dukers are fun to poke fun at. Without the Dukers, there are no good games, all right? Everything's, everything's relative. 
Speaking without garbage, but how will we know what's good? <laughs> no, Speaking of how do we know what's good, we I think we should talk about uh, the biggest uh, legit MMORPG launch uh, mm -hmm. of this year so far. And what could that be, boys? Oh, it's the Chinese MMORPG Revelation Online, which is currently in early access. I think we've all had a chance to play it. So is it in early you... access or Founders Beta? What's the what's the official lingo for this? I don't know. Should it, we discuss that first? It's called open beta. It's open beta. Yeah, it's open it is beta. exactly open beta. All right, except fine. You have open to beta. Get in. <laughs> That's not very open, then. No, but it. Okay, here, here's the difference, though. If you have to pay for a game to begin with, it's, it's still open beta. But All anyways, right. <laughs> fair um, enough. It, it's basically open beta. Anyway, so let's talk about on. the biggest meme game of the year, uh, Revelation Online. Uh, so I, I haven't really talked to you guys too much about it. I know we've all been kind of playing it. So I want to hear what everyone's thoughts are so far in these last, what, two days of the game being mm -hmm. in open beta. Oh, so um, I'm going to say right <laughs> off the bat, right off the bat. I like it a lot more than last time I played it, purely because it's running at 60 frames per second at almost the highest mm. graphics on the new computer. And, I mean, the, the graphics difference is shocking. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I know that what they change, it's not large in number when you scale down the graphics, but it looks so much different. And, I mean, it was ugly before. Like, it was so ugly when I on the setting that I had to run it on my old computer. But, I mean, it runs fine now except um they still have optimization issues and that's killing me because if you turn off the if you unblock everyone and there are like 20 to 30 people in the mm -hmm. area even just like 30 people right and a few more loading in it'll drop to like almost 20 frames per second at time i mean i'm not kidding it's terrible um wow i, I mean you guys know my specs it's doing it on that and... I also for I me mean, it's probably it is an optimization issue because i've actually been running the game super fluidly 60 fps no issues but again it, it is an optimization problem you know, every every computer reacts differently. Even though we both have high-end <laughs> specs, you could run Bless perfectly, and I couldn't. Yeah, so. yeah Bless was a disaster uh, for me, and uh, I had the same experience with uh, Revelation and Zomar, where uh, no matter what, even in town, not a not a single second of stutter, no buttery smooth the whole way. And um, the other thing I was going to say is that the more I played, the more I feel the effects of the average Chinese game on it. And what I mean by that is, like, dungeons are small and unexciting as in a large portion of them. Um, you've got that heavy focus on dailies and large amount of mm -hmm. activities that it tries to overload you with so that you're never doing the same thing for too long. It wants you to constantly be cycling through content. Just like every Chinese browser game, when you get to a certain point, it just wants you to constantly cycle through the content all the time. Um, you have, what was it? I don't know. It's just the more I play it, the more I feel like the effects of the Chinese game industry on it. And that's not particularly a bad thing because this is more of a traditional MMORPG. It, it plays more like a traditional MMORPG. You progress more like it, but you can really feel the effects a lot more than I thought were, you could before. And um, if, if you've played a lot of Chinese browser games, I know that Sean has. He'll probably go through it and eventually feel that at some point. But yeah, I, overall, I have been enjoying it a lot more than. All right, uh, I'll, I'll take it away too. I've been playing it. I'm only level uh, 31 right now, because I started playing last night and I streamed for like uh, four hours. And I played a little bit this morning. I'm actually having a lot of fun since the I only played in closed beta one before. So from closed beta one to actual open beta is a massive uh, increase. Uh, the translations are much better. 
And even though some parts of the interface is still left uh, untranslated, it's largely no big deal and it's going to be fixed later on. But almost everything is translated. It runs super smoothly, whereas for me, it didn't run smoothly in Close Beta 1, but it is running much nicer now. It's a, it's a really pretty game. I mean, you know, you can see the, the vast scaleness, the, the persistent world, the, you can fly around. I'm having a lot of fun with the game so far, and I actually predict it's going to do really well. Uh, firstly, you look around the game, it's mega packed. Anyone you see in the game today are people that already shelled out money for the, at least one of the Founders packs. And even despite that, there are people everywhere. There are three NA servers, and I think two or three European servers. And I'm playing on Darkfall, if anybody wants to play, play on Darkfall in North America. It's mega packed. You see people, it's just unbelievable how many people are still playing this game. And these guys probably all played in CBT1 as well. So it's, it's retaining players, I think. And I think it's going to do remarkably well for the exact reason uh, Matt mentioned. It's, chi it's Chinese uh, roots do show a lot. But Westerners and people playing this game aren't used to Chinese MMORPGs. I mean, we've seen so many Korean MMORPGs launch over the last couple of years. It's always become like a meme. It's another Korean grinder, just another Korean grinder, generic, generic, generic. But we haven't seen Chinese MMORPGs in America. The last time we see a big blitz of these games was back in when Perfect World was pushing them out. You know, Jade Dynasty, Perfect World, Ether Saga. Those games all came out like, what, like over five years ago. <laughs> There's been a huge lull since. I think Revelation Line will fill a void. And because it's different, Chinese design, game design, is distinctly different than Korean game design. And some of the mechanics are a bit odd. I mean, they throw a lot of shit at you. Like, you have, you have so many weird kinds of dailies to always try to mix things up. You have, like, different kinds of currencies. There's a lot going on. And it, it's a little odd, but it's different. And people are craving different. And I think it's going to do really well because of that. And so yeah. far, again, only level 30. I'm having a lot of fun. The, the, okay, so... What you said about Perfect World, though, I think mm -hmm. the problem with Perfect World is that they were all the same game, basically. Just yeah, yeah, they were. Exactly. They had mm -hmm. different systems, but they weren't same different enough. Engine. Yeah, they, they were all basically the same game. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the one thing, speaking of the difference between these games, that really kills me is the way that a lot of Chinese games organize the interface. I get so fucking lost in the interface sometimes. Me too. Me too. I 100% agree with you, Matt. They, they throw so much shit at you that the interface gets a little confusing. You don't really learn it on your own. You got, you got to figure it out. It takes a long time. And then you've got the way it organizes it in Revelation. You've got those buttons at the bottom and they have like three tabs you can click on and none of them are related sometimes. And I'm like, why is this under this? <laughs> Anyways, I'll let someone else talk. Yeah. Gumby and Aaron. Uh, my take, first of all, I'll preface by saying I paid, I, you know, I bought the Founders Pack, the $18 one. I don't regret it. Um, having... Uh, relatively good time. I, I wouldn't say lots of fun. Uh, here's my problem. The first, I'd say three hours, mm -hmm. I think it would be generous to call it gameplay. Okay, you I agree. You, you auto walk into your quest, which by the way, I'm thankful that there is an auto walk because it's just so basic. You know, you're just running back and forth, killing maybe one mob with like, they can't kill you uh, mm -hmm. over and over. You know, you're just kind of running around, you know, following the little story. Um, for the first three hours, nothing presents any meaningful challenge. Uh, there's no real you know, uh, one of my definitions of a game is there has to be a loss condition right win loss that, that's a game otherwise it's a story or, or movie right mm -hmm. and I don't feel the first three hours of this game is a game uh, no it's a tutorial <laughs> oh that doesn't end do you keep getting tutorial quests oh okay. so th that's a little issue I do like the fact that the, you know Matt was saying this the cycle stuff like the daily uh, trials for example and stuff at least I get the lose and, and challenge myself there like that was mm -hmm. at least for me when i first hit that um what do you call it three roads four roads king's road something challenges trail to four kings yeah yeah at least that was something like that, that was the first time i felt like i was playing a game so that's good um but with that said i actually i did get through that tutorial stuff i didn't 
at no point did I say, okay, I'm going to close this. So it did get me through. So that's a, that's a testament to their design and principle that it worked. It got me through it. So that's something. Mm -hmm. I'll have to wait also, to see where it goes from here. I just want to throw it out there. That doesn't change. The story is always going to be like that. Like I'm up at level 35 now, and the, the story that I'm going through now is still exactly like that. It's all clicking, fighting like two mobs that are not challenging at all, and just keep going. You just keep going through that. You have to do other quests to get challenging. I see. Like challenges. You have and to do other quests or yeah. story. Mm -hmm. and everything else is other stuff. They all have their own specific purpose. I had another so, point. Yeah. I had another big point. What was it? Now it's slipping through. I actually like the gameplay mechanics. Uh, it's not it's not an action in RPG. It's like kind of like tab targeting with like pseudo action because uh, you can you get multiple control schemes. It actually feels really nice. I'm playing a gunner class. I think I played Sword Mage the first time. I'm having a lot more fun as a gunner. It it and do things like dodging telegraphs and attacking. It all feels super smooth. Like and actually the enemies are pretty. They can be pretty challenging because even though they did like the story stuff, they do no damage to you. Dodging a telegraph on like a on, like a mini boss, it it just feels nice because it's. They go really fast. It just combat feels really smooth, and I like that a lot so far. It's still the only problem I agree with my brother. It's it does feel really stupid easy. I, I only got a little. Oh, the first challenge you actually bump into is that tower. I got to level eleven or twelve on that tower, and then I died. But that was fun. There's a boss there that kills you in one hit. I got him to halfway, and then he he one shotted me. But the fact that I got him halfway, like I'm like holy shit, he one shotted me. But that was that didn't even feel unfair because you can actually dodge every single one of his attacks if you play correctly. So I, I want to do that again. I'm looking forward to doing that again, but you can only run it a couple times a day. So it's fun. It's funny that you mentioned that uh, you're having more fun as a gunslinger because I'm playing a sword mage right now, and God damn it, the sword mage is hard. It's very <laughs> hard. The, um, you have to switch between the three different mm -hmm. aspects and constantly yep. like be on your toes. And I always skip the one that I need, to, I need mm -hmm. at that moment, and I'm just always flipping through and... I learned that I was putting stats in the wrong place, so I had low basic damage for a long time. So Kat was playing the tank, and she was out DPSing me for the longest time. Oh my god, it's a hard class. <laughs> it is. That's why. That's why I played uh, you know, Gunner this time. I didn't want. To put, I don't want to cycle through all three. Yummy <laughs> thoughts. You know, my biggest problem with Revelation Online is, and I play. I hit level forty-seven or forty-eight uh, through the closed beta test. So I got, I think I got a little further than everyone else. I will, I can promise you, I know Matt, you're talking about the, the questing and whatnot, that pretty much, uh, I think by level 40, you're, you're pretty much done with uh, story quests. And it comes down to doing, you know, running through those dailies that you were talking about before and, and basically your trials of advancement, whatever it's called, where you're just kind of running through the motions uh, as you grind up. It's a fine game. I think it's a good game so far. It's got a weird aesthetic that never quite sat right with me, but it's, you know, it's pretty enough. Uh, I think the biggest problem with this game uh, beyond the the overextended tutorial is just the convoluted menus and how you mm -hmm. go uh, go about upgrading your gear or through crafting and whatnot. It's just just like a Chinese browser game, and yes, I've played plenty of those, it, you, you feel overwhelmed by this UI. Nothing feels streamlined in order to, you know, I think I said this the other day, in order to get the key to use the bathroom, you have to slay the dragon, feed the old man. You, you have to do, like, so many <laughs> steps just to accomplish one simple, small task. And it, and especially, like, when you look at your backpack, by level 20, your backpack's full of stuff, and you have no idea what any of it does. Yes, I hate that feeling. That's so true. But it does give it this... It, basically, it's unnecessary complication or unnecessary complexity but it also kind of adds those layers to the game and i think that that's gonna draw a lot of people's interest and clearly it has 
because we see so many players in the game. I'm actually logged in right now. I'm going to get my passive experience. <laughs> um, but, you know, after I think this week, I, I think I'll have a better uh, grasp on it. My only worry is that, as Matt was saying before, I think if, if it turns into like this, every single day you're doing the same kind of daily quest to level up, that's going to kind of be a drag. But I know PvP is a big part of Revelation Online, and I had a chance to try them on the closed betas. It was unbelievably laggy, but um, I'm hoping now that it's a lot smoother. Uh, that's actually what I'm most excited for is kind of the grand scale PvP. So we'll see how that works out. But I will say that it doesn't, I think when it goes into open beta testing, if you're looking for a game, I think it's well worth checking out. And I think you have to give it a couple of hours, which I don't like saying, mm -hmm. in order to kind of get a feel for it. Um, and I also would say that each class, uh, one thing I also respect about this game is each class does feel entirely different. I've played most of the classes now and really no two classes work the same. And whether you, this may not, this may turn off some people, but you you use your full range of abilities. You have a ton of them. You have, um, you know, you got you got one through five and Q through G, and then mm -hmm. you have your right click, left click, and then you have six special abilities. So there's a lot going on, and I do find myself using almost all of them on my uh, Blade Master. So that's neat. And one thing I want to touch on too is some of the social elements. Uh, it's actually I, I love when games do this, where you have multi-person mounts, multi-people flying mounts. And actually, in the video, it looks really silly because, you know, I'm wearing the Doge mask on my character. But you can actually lift another player up. Like, you, you give, like, a, one of the emotes is called, like, a lover's lift. And if they consent to it, it literally lets you pick them up and move around. It's such a stupid little mechanic. But having stuff like that makes MMOs feel like MMOs <laughs> and there's more interaction, you know? It's supposed to be, like, a romantic thing. You're just, but it, it's just hilarious to, like, lift somebody up and jump off a bridge. It's just, like, you take them down with you, like, you know, from wherever they were trying to go. It just it's really silly and I like it a lot. And there's a whole bunch of emotes like that. Uh so that's it's really cool. There's a romance that's built in with that as well. I think when you romance somebody enough, like you have really high romance points with them, you can you can lift them you up without their without their consent. That's you one of the options. Get bonuses. You get various bonuses. So do you guys want to get married? Revelation oh, Line tells awesome. you that if you have enough love, consent is not required. All right. That's the gift. <laughs> that's a takeaway I'm getting from the from the system. God bless communism. <laughs> also, yeah, Sean, about your weird aesthetic thing, part of the problem is that the assets are, diff are of different qualities. Like, they're all the same art style, but they're mm -hmm. of different qualities, like, distinctly different qualities. And, like, even from NPC to NPC, some of them are distinctly higher quality yes. than other ones. And it's it's it can be jarring at times, mm -hmm. and um, it, it frustrates me. Uh, Omer, the reason that they have all these social elements is because that's another thing that's distinct to yeah. Chinese MMORPGs. Yes, it is. There's one game I saw the other day where I'm pretty sure you can get married, get a house, and actually have kids. Like, that's cool. That, that's insane. <laughs> that's Ragnarok yeah. status. That's right, so like, who's gonna marry who here? Come on, wanna have a four a four way? Well, who's who made a who made a male character? Omer and I are both females. No, you don't. Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is a this is a modern progressive Hold world on. we got speaking here. We can of, all get. Speaking of that, you can actually not kiss. The same gender until you're a higher level or something, right, Omar? You tried it. <laughs> That's what somebody told us. That's uh, pretty funny. You can't, that. I couldn't yeah. find the kiss option. <laughs> but uh, speaking of art style, what do you guys think of her? She's the like the lolly character in the storyline. Just want to sh show that off in the podcast real quick, <laughs> because they pulled uh, they pulled a very Japanese thing with her. Okay, you see her in the story a lot. What's the Japanese thing with her? Okay, so throughout the whole game, her storyline, Namika is a little girl, and then there's a scene where you're talking her. to your, your buddy, and then you find out she's actually 20 years old. That's such a Japanese thing to pull off, a lolly character. Oh, she found the secret to eternal youth. That She's actually 20 years old, not 13. They call that the legal, the legal loophole? Wait, she's 20 years old, she's already found the secret to eternal youth. Yeah. 
you're supposed to do that when you're like 80. You know, I mean, Prometheus. <laughs> I think it factors into the story, to be honest. But um, I I don't care. I don't. The lame, care. The lame duck story. Yeah, I, I, maybe that's a point to bring up. If you're looking for a, a deep narrative, if you're an FF14 player, um, you're not going to find it here. Oh, um, it's awful. This is, <laughs> this is worst anime you've ever watched awful. <laughs> and um, if, if you take the main like helper guy, what's his name, Akuda? Um, he's literally, if you took Natsu and made him ten times more annoying, Natsu from Fairy Tale, that is Akuda. <laughs> it's almost exactly Natsu, but worse. And um, I, the whole the whole thing is terrible. And I've heard from some people, like one guy told me it's literally Google translated in places and Discord. And then um, I'm playing with a friend who knows how to read Chinese, and he said that it is t- translated just awfully. Like mm-hmm. he said, he has read the Chinese dialogue from closed beta and beforehand, and it's just not right at all. But I digress. Um, I think I'll give a pass for that. Who cares? Nobody's reading it anyway. I think the part that I'm worried about most with Revelation, though, mm-hmm. I am, uh, I'm really worried about what the end game's gonna be. I'm really worried mm-hmm. that it's gonna be basically Black Desert all over again with an added layer of like dailies. And, I think you might I'm, be right about that. And, and I'm worried about that because it seems like once you get to the end game, it's just gonna be sieges, your average everyday dungeon runs just to do dailies, and guild quests, and that's. That concerns me quite a bit. Um, I don't like when you're, especially in a game like this one or like Black Desert, when you have so much stuff that's thrown at you at the beginning mm-hmm. of the game, and then when you get to the end game, it just closes down because the whole way up, you're slowly it's, it's expanding and you're getting more stuff to do, and then right around the max level, maybe ten levels before at most, it just all shuts down, and mm-hmm. you just have like three little things that you can do instead of this 20 things you could have done before. And that concerns me. I guess we'll find out soon enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, will be, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. we will be doing this for uh, Friday Grindfest? Friday... Grindfest Friday. Grindfest you, Friday. You, you two brothers are dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Look, I, yeah. so we gotta get to a certain level by then, and then we'll give you guys a more informed opinion of like the later... I, I do want to say again, you know, we are criticizing a lot of the features. I, I do agree 100% with Matt and Sean when they criticize the fact that you open your inventory, you got a billion items, and you got no idea what to do, right? It's very, again, it's a distinct Chinese game design thing. But like, even with that aside, like, I'm having fun. You got gorgeous yeah. graphics. I think the game, the, the combat is pretty fun. It's no, it's no Blade and Soul. Nothing's, no, nothing will you know, hold combat like Blade and Soul in my heart. But still, the combat is fun. Gorgeous graphics, large persistent world, and the classes do play differently. And there's potential here, and you're going to get a more informed opinion from us uh, on Friday when we play a bit more. But I want to talk about one more thing. Uh, potentially, um, this came up to me last night, and I'm curious what you guys think. I have a suggestion for these kind of games be more challenging. I know you know we complain about the challenge a lot, but and obviously not everyone can you know, handle higher challenge. I have a solution, all right? I want, I want you guys to judge my solution. And I think it fits perfectly in, uh, in Revelation Online. Imagine the game has like three... Two difficulty tiers you can change anytime it's in the options menu okay three difficulties and all the difficulties do is make those bosses uh more challenging by not, you don't have to design new mechanics i thought the mechanics in the bosses in revelation were pretty decent right you had to dodge attacks at the right time you had to space bar at the right time to jump over attacks and they like one shot you instead of doing no damage they'll one shot you and the reward for completing it on a more challenging mode 
would be uh, like cosmetic points. You can use those to buy some new cosmetics. That's it. That's the only reward, cosmetics. No XP gain, nothing else. And it's just kind of there for, or maybe an achievement. Forget the cosmetics. Maybe an achievement or titles for your character. Because I w every time I was doing those boss mechanics, I was like trying not to get hit once. I was pretending if I got hit once, I got to do it again, you know? I was self-challenging myself. But I feel like if these games that are all, you know, they want to make it easy for everyone, had a, an optional, more difficult mode where they don't have to redesign everything, right? They just make it do more damage, and they just reward you with some nonsense on the side that doesn't cost anything to develop. That would be amazing. Thoughts? Yay, nay? Uh, I say I give it a yay. I, I, yeah. I like cosmetics, so mm -hmm. if me being a more skilled player gets me more cosmetics or something unique to show off, because look, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I've ever said this in a podcast, but one of the reasons why I think people play uh, MMORPGs and they grind stuff is so they can wave their dick around in town. And if, I, if I'm a better player, I want to be able to show off my exclusive big dick cosmetic gear mm -hmm. to everyone else. So I think that's cool. I think that's its own reward. I don't need any type of um, stat bonus or, or yeah, gear I that's agree. better. Yeah. I, I like the just cosmetic stuff. I think that's a good motivator for that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, that's that's cool, and I like also the idea of uh, like little challenges. It makes me think of like speedrunning games or, or playing Mega Man Two and never taking any damage. That's fun stuff, and that gives something more longevity too. Erhan, Matt, what do you guys it, think? My silly solution. It it's it won't hurt, right? But is it worth the trouble for the developers? No, I think it's a further you go. You're just going further down the road of splintering the experience. But it's all within the same world, and the key is easy easy implementation. No, I'm, an, uh, I'm against difficulty tiers in general for the reason that it splinters experience. You know, I, it's like it's like a book, but imagine a, a beginning of a book. Uh, it says, uh, skip, you know, skip chapters three, <laughs> eight, six for easy mode. You know, no, that's not, that's not how, it's like, no, I don't. Apparently they do technically have that. What? Choose your adventure you, books. You, you have the kids version of, of the Republic, and then you get, you know, the adult well, That's what I'm saying. The, the, okay, I, I don't value difficult. I don't see, I, I think it was a negative, a difficult. That's, okay. that's okay. a whole different I argument. I don't like when you do cosmetics like that. See, I like it more like, and this is just a specific example that I know is there and is recent. Mm -hmm. um, when I was playing Elder Scrolls, when you do the PvP, you fight for your faction. Mm -hmm. One person can be elected like the emperor of your faction. And the emperor of your faction at that time stays the emperor, I think, until they die. I don't think there's a time limit. I think it's just until they die in PvP combat um, out on the open world PvP thing. And during that time, they have a special emperor's cost. I like more like that, where you have this, like, amazing achievement that, like, you've achieved... That you've got... Ah, where you've achieved this amazing thing, right? Like, you've become the emperor. You've been voted in. You've, been, you've taken over whatever you've done. And then you get a cosmetic. I don't like the idea of just having to save up a bunch of cosmetics points through a dungeon. That because you can save them up doing any dungeon. Like if you just sit there and you have one you can't beat at the end game, mm -hmm. but you have one you can beat at the beginning, but it gives you like one tenth of the cosmetic points. You can still do that ten times more than the other one, and you still get whatever cosmetic you were working towards. And that just doesn't feel like it's worth it to me. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, but we're getting distracted from the key point. The key point is I think games can implement difficulty settings, like optional, more challenging difficulty settings. Well, you asked we about what I thought about your idea. No, but, 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 but I said even, uh, even not even cosmetics. I said even maybe titles, just something that encourages players to do something in a more challenging mode. Because, look, it's not even about the reward. Honestly, I think it's more fun for me. And not everybody, obviously. I think people like me will have more fun if they're wiping and learning. No, I, with the I, game. I think no. 
Look, the game has to be designed with that difficulty in mind. Or, or a, oh. cer a certain dungeon has to be hard. You can't just scale up the HP and damage of bosses by 50%. You're not scaling. You make them one-shot you. And whatever, something. whatever. If you're, just, if you're just scaling the damage up by a percentage, it just seems like cheap uh, filler content to me. Uh, that's, my, right. that's my take on it. Well, we have a lot of uh, discussions to get to this week. It's been a very, very busy week for, uh, mm -hmm. for news and, and everything else that's been going on. Uh, so I actually want to take us to what I found the most interesting. Uh, maybe maybe I'll actually find something I find more interesting, but <coughs> Twitch. Twitch is taking a, a big move uh, and may actually start competing with Steam. They're going to start selling games during live streams. So basically, if we're streaming Revelation Online, uh, one day you may see a little uh, buy now button underneath. It'll, you know, it'll give you the various prices or whatever. And then, you know, if you buy the game through that live stream, the live streamer gets a 5% cut and... It's all going to be through the Amazon affiliate program, as far as I know. So Amazon's going to make some money, which owns Twitch. And maybe people will start buying their games primarily through Twitch. You'll also be able to buy them on the game pages, so it's not just a through live stream thing. Mm -hmm. uh, just so you guys know, when this program uh, launches, only a select few companies will have their games uh, have a buy now button, including Tryon, Paradox, Ubisoft, and then hopefully they plan to expand later on. So we won't actually see a lot of the more... Uh, foreign titles that we cover with buy now buttons, but it's an interesting take. I was wondering if you guys had any opinions on this. Is Steam gonna feel an impact from this, um, from Twitch's decision here? No. Yes. I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> <No. laughs> right. I, I like Matt's answer. Matt, Matt, let, let Matt do the no first. I'll give you the yes it, argument after. This is very simple. Mm -hmm. Twitch has its own launcher, and it's pretty obvious that all these games that are partnering with them are gonna go through that launcher. You are going to have to get people off of Steam with their integrated communities and their integrated chat and onto this launcher that has basically jack shit. Well, we don't and, know that for sure yet, though. You know, That's not confirmed it's going to be through the Twitch. Well, it, it's pretty clear it looks like it because in, why else would they have been geared, like buttering us up with free Twitch Prime stuff? And all mm. that Twitch Prime stuff goes through that launcher. Even the games that have been on Steam go through the Twitch Prime launcher. I mean, I see no reason they would have done that if they weren't planning to do this through the Twitch launcher. Yeah, I agree with so that. So you're saying people aren't going to use Twitch launcher, they're going to stick with Steam? I don't think they're going to move to the Twitch launcher, which has jack shit for community features, at least right now it does. Yeah, yeah. the key is right now, Matt. I mean, there's a lot they can do with it. But they could. But the yeah. thing is, if they don't right off the bat, and if they don't somehow convince people that it's worth like working on, or using over Steam they're not going to move. They're going to go, oh, you know what? I would love to support you guys with the 5% that I'm mm -hmm. going to pay towards this, but it's not on Steam. I'm sorry. That's what's going to happen. All right. I'm going to take the complete opposite side. I think, uh, Matt, I think you're underestimating what Amazon can do. Again, Steam is owned by Amazon. Amazon is a... Steam literally is owned by Amazon. Uh, Twitch is owned by Amazon. My bad. Uh, Amazon is a much bigger juggernaut than Steam is. The, Amazon is at over three hundred billion dollar company. They can throw. They have, they have the resources. They have the world's like, world's most popular like back end cloud software in the world. I'm sure maybe even Steam uses them. They could, Steam could be using Amazon's AWS program to deliver their games. My point is though, I think a lot of people when they see a game that they seem interested in on Steam. They don't typically buy it right away. They look at the Steam reviews. And then nowadays, I think less people look at reviews. They look at the score, right? And what they do is they'll go on YouTube or Twitch and find videos of their favorite personalities playing that game and seeing what they think about it, how it looks on their play. If Amazon can, can control the, the platform where people are viewing that game, right, where they're kind of making that pur purchasing decision, 
and the button is right beneath their favorite streamer and they support their favorite streamer it's right in front of them you know it's big i I think i think there's a huge potential here i I don't think it's gonna kill steam overnight at all i'm I'm saying this is probably this will this could potentially be the the only real competitor to steam right now there's really nothing competing with steam right now on a large enough scale to dent them i think amazon has the resources they have the audience with Steam, with, with Twitch rather. I don't know why I keep mixing up Twitch and Steam. And I, I agree with Matter right now. The, the Twitch launcher is Duke, right? There's, there's nothing on there, right? But they could easily implement it. The guys at Amazon aren't, aren't retarded. They've been booming, you know, for the last like ten years. So I think I think they, they can get a big dent off them. The the five percent supporting your streamer and having the button right beneath the stream you're already watching, and all the other encouragements to use their platform. Come on. I think, I think they have a good shot at it. Oh, now that you said come on, I'm convinced. I, think, I said come on. Uh, regardless of how this plays out, I am very happy to see uh, Steam's moat start to be chipped away at. Uh, mm-hmm. They they have been very complacent. I know Steam still gets a lot of love, but they've done a lot wrong, and there's been very little uh, improvement in the general experience of using Steam over the years, I feel. The, the, you know, the UI looks like garbage. Uh, the client looks like garbage. Um, a lot of the features never took off. Like groups, nobody uses groups. Uh, mm-hmm. No one. The curation is pointless. Um, curation fell apart. A, a, mm-hmm. a, a green light was a disaster. Which you know. Do people stream on 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 uh, Steam? Is that a thing? I know they added that feature a while ago, but like I, I've seen it like used once by my friend. That was it. My, my point is, all these integration features and community features, besides the friend list and like you know chatting to your friends on Steam, mm-hmm. that part is is strong. I have to admit, a lot of the other stuff just hasn't taken off for a variety of reasons. And I think a lot of it is Steam is just complacent. They they're a small company by by number of people. Uh, they're spread too thin. There's you know they're working on three mobile uh, three VR games. They're managing mm-hmm. two of the biggest games in the world, Dota two and Counter Strike. Uh, they're running the biggest PC platform in the world. You you can't do all this with the number of people they they have staffed. They have they have zero customer service right. Uh, there's yeah. no way to like reach you know to get in touch with them. Uh, this is not a formula that we should you know support. And the fact that Companies with much bigger and better uh, dedication to customer service and stuff are getting involved. <laughs> I, it's only a plus. No, no matter who wins, at least Steam will have to up their game. Also, I think I think we're forgetting too how much uh, Amazon sells video games. I mean, they, they they do digital downloads. I mean, I bought I think Final Fantasy fourteen on Amazon, not through Steam. And if you count up, like, there's probably already I'm throwing a number out there. Could be completely wrong. Maybe a billion dollars in digital downloads through Amazon's uh, you know. Digital lo- the digital locker just for games already. They can just throw that in with implementation a on a lot the of those thing. are Steam games though. Are they? I, I, I might yes. have always been direct downloads, not through. A Steam. lot of those are Steam keys. A lot. I mean, I I I I, 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 I bought a couple reason... games. I never bought anything on Steam. I don't know. I, I I think the only reason they weren't is because uh you specifically bought games that have non-Steam versions. Guess what are the odds that. Amazon approached Steam uh, to purchase them, uh, but then Steam said no. I say 100%. Those are the odds. 100%? I think you're right. The... Uh, I'm going to go a little lower. I'm going to say 98%. <laughs> okay. I'm going to put a little, I'm going to leave a little room for doubt just in case. But... <laughs> I think, and you made a really good point, though. I think Steam's uh, being stretched too thin is another reason. Amazon has a real shot at taking away market share. They're complacent. And it's, it, um... I, I don't think because they're dumb, I think they, they got great people working there. The problem is they just have, so they're not willing to hire more people i mean they pride themselves on having like x number of sales per employee which is like they can say they got the most productive employees in the world because they have so much sales and so few employees but that really you know is going to constrain them 
a company like Amazon, their CEO, Jeff Bezos, says, your margin is my opportunity. He is willing, this, their CEO of Amazon is willing to lose money or break even just so he can take away your market share. And he, does, he doesn't mind hiring and spending whatever it takes to win. So, Jeff Bezos, the gangster. He's a gangster. He, he, he's right? going to wrangle some comets soon, and we're going to the moon again. <laughs> he's working on that shit, too. You know, him and Elon Musk. All right, here, here's my thing, though. If Microsoft can't do it with a store that's literally built into your computer, if they can't even get you to buy your games that are their games that are exclusive to the mm -hmm. Windows Store and Xbox One, I just don't think that Twitch has a chance. But, but they already have our eyeballs. We all spend all this time on Twitch already. But I, I, Microsoft, if they were more aggressive, and Aaron talked about this previously by requiring them to use it, that could be that. That's a great idea for Microsoft's business side. But nobody's going to use the Windows Store if it's not required or it's not exclusive or there's something. There's a reason for it. Anyway, this is one of those things we'll have to wait and see who's right. I'm, you know. So, Aaron, were you were you saying that Twitch is going to succeed? Uh, let's get the numbers across. Who thinks Amazon will succeed with this and take away share from Steam? I say yes. Is it just me? Too soon. I think I think what it'll do is it'll chip at it in a way that'll force Steam to up its game. So ultimately, you're saying they will still fail. What's failure? I think they'll this capture. Is a long, this is a long-term project. They'll, they'll capture a share of the PC market. They'll integrate it with Twitch, which they already own, and they'll make they'll you know they'll improve. Twitch will make more money because of this. Now, whether it it, it kills Steam or not. I'm not saying it's going to kill Steam. I'm just they're going to take away. Let's say if, if Steam yeah. is 90%, they might fall to 75%. Okay, that's, that's, okay. that's possible, sure. But Okay, that's okay. what I'm saying. I think the only way, the only way that they're going to take away any market share at all from Steam is if the sales are somehow significantly better than Steam's. That's the only chance that they have. Because right now, Steam has the user base. Steam has the loyalty. Because you have hundreds of games in your Steam library already. And Steam has better sales all mm -hmm. the time. Even without the Flash sales, they have better sales. So there is zero chance in my mind that Amazon zero. can compete with that. Right. Unless they have better sales on a better basis. Like I said, Amazon CEO doesn't give a shit about profits. You know, Amazon hasn't made money in like 10 years. They don't care. And they're, they're, they're a $300 billion company because they're willing to lose margin and not make any money to win business. Believe me, if you're going to see crazy sales, Amazon's going to Amazon is going to drown steam in crazy sales. They're going to be giving away games, basically. They're going to be, I wouldn't be surprised if Amazon starts uh, giving like $60 games for, for 40 bucks just to undercut everybody else and lose tens of millions of dollars. I think they lose partners that way. No, no, don't, don't eat the full cost. What are you talking about? Don't, don't buy that it for six. They buy it for fifty-eight, whatever the margin the Steam buys it for, and they'll eat the difference in losses. Amazon is crazy about winning volume and losing, you know, not making money in the short term. I think oh, you're underestimating their it, their willingness to lose money well, this, in the short term. This will be good for gamers. If anything, basically yes. what we're saying is we're going to be subsidized in the tune of billions by Mr. Bezos, and I'll take it. Yes, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> that's my opinion, obviously. And we're going to see who's right in uh in time. I never said Steam is going down, guys. I, I, my illustration was Steam going from maybe ninety percent to seventy-five percent. And look, I, I use Steam all the time. I, I, if a game is on Steam, it's a huge sell for me. You know, <laughs> I can download it quickly. No need to make an account most of the time. It's good to go. So, I, God bless Steam still. I, I will say, well, I also, do. Okay, so here, here's an important part. This one thing that is really going to have a major effect on what happens is the process of actually buying the game. Mm-hmm. It is so simple on Steam. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's it's really just the way that they integrate it and the way you buy things 
is going to have a huge impact on whether or not people use it. And if there's an actual storefront, that's going to have a huge impact. If it's just on the streams and you have to see someone streaming well, it to buy the game, I, I don't know. I haven't looked into it. Yeah, we'll it, see. But yeah, so yeah. that that all is going to have a huge impact. And um, here's my since you want a percentage, here's my optimistic percentage: two percent optimist. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, we'll see who's right in the future. It's it's all there is to it. My last point is I do wish Amazon buys Steam and Steam sells to Amazon. I know Steam's great. Uh, they're really passionate about games. But, you know, it's time for the adults to take over. And I think Amazon can provide the discipline, which Steam and Valve clearly lack. You know, they they have this nonsense, you know, management style uh, where you can wheel your little standing desk around the office. It works at a small scale. It doesn't work when you're running the biggest, uh, you know, storefront for your industry. Uh, so I do hope the adults take over eventually. Unrelated Twitch comment I want to make, uh, not related to Steam or anything. Uh, just a fun fact about how how much people spend time on Steam. The Twitch advertising gives you all the, the information for the advertisers. They say that half of their audience spends more than 20 hours a week on Twitch, which is nuts, I think. I mean, obviously, that's not always paying attention. But if you have people that engaged, it's pretty I mean, it's incredible how fast uh, Twitch has grown. We put up an article on MOS.com talking about YouTube gaming and all the YouTube, uh, not just YouTube gaming section, but all their gaming content on YouTube versus the minutes spent on Twitch, there's actually more people spending, overall, more videos and more hours are spent watching gaming content on Twitch than all of YouTube, which, I mean, and Twitch is relatively new, so they're booming. I just want to point one thing out. Uh, I really think we've talked about this, and then I think we should move on. Yeah. You guys are really focused on PC tiles, but remember, Twitch isn't just for PC. You got console, too, and I think mm -hmm. that... Um, they they could probably they'll probably make some sales maybe through just console. I forgot uh, consoles existed. Uh, no bad. So you you gotta buy Horizon. Uh, I forget the name now for PS4. Mm. Well, uh, and and you buy it through uh, Twitch Stream or whatever. You know, I think that they can they can make a dent that way. I uh, I don't know if it's gonna really offer direct competition to Steam, but you know, we'll see. And I, I think it, this was a natural step. This was this was inevitable. Mm -hmm. We should we should have predicted this a while ago. <laughs> Somebody said, "What's the console?" <laughs> <laughs> Well, the difficult part about selling games is that one PC, you there's no way to separate it, so they're just automatically going to put the um, the PC version up for like if someone's streaming, say like Call of Duty Infinite Warfare from a console, it's still just all under Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, so they're just going to put up the PC version for. No, sale. no, they're, they're all gonna put it on the same page. Gonna go through, it's going to go to a game page where you yeah. choose which one you want to buy. A, yeah, which version you want. That just buy. seems convoluted. But... Well, no, no it's very straightforward. That's like the, the most obvious way. You you want to click a button and you want them to buy it as soon as you possible. You click a button. Thinking about no, it. you click a button and you see which one you want to buy and then, and then you buy it. Page, and yeah. you just do a drop down menu just like you do on Amazon. But anyway, yeah. well, let's move on. I think we'll come back to this soon. We should learn more about it. The system's not implemented yet. It's it will be implemented soonish. Mm -hmm. Trademark soonish. I like sure. it. So, <laughs> sources suggest. So so we'll see in about three months. Yes. Whenever the quarterly is out. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's worth mentioning uh, Savage Resurrection. I know, Matt, you put up the article, and I was I had no idea. My mind was blown that this game was uh, free to play. Take it away, Matt. So Savage Resurrection launched to mediocre reception middle of last year, and it just it didn't do very well. Savage has a lot of like hardcore fans that still play it. They have Savage, I think it's called XR now, which is an updated community-hosted version of Savage, the original game, and they keep mm -hmm. up to date with it, and 
when they said that they were going to remake it, people were hyped. There were like 1,800 people there on launch day that bought the game for $20, and they downloaded it, and they were all playing. And it just dropped off heavily within a month because it was apparently bug-ridden, and there were some mm. things that were apparently wrong with it. And it just dropped off completely. So last month, it went free-to-play. Like, and I'm shocked. I, mm -hmm. I don't, nobody knew about this. And I know that nobody knew about this because I specifically, the moment someone mentioned it to me in Discord, I went, okay, for, uh, you know, how Google lets you search sites, I went Rock, Paper, Shotgun, Polygon, <laughs> GameSpot, even IGN. Nobody had this. Nobody knew that it was free to play, apparently. I and didn't know. That's how little people cared about this game after that first month. I mean, it had an average of like 20 players for months. Um, I just, and it, it stuns me because look at it. I mean, the graphics are gorgeous. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's based on the original Savage, which did really well for a while before MOBAs took over. So um, it, that happened. I mean, worth speculating. I mean, S2 Games is really dropping the ball. I mean, their previous game, Strife, it was, it flopped completely. And this was their next big game after Strife. I mean, they, they clearly put some effort into making this and nobody's playing it. And I think no one's playing Strife either. They don't even own Heroes of New Earth anymore. They sold it to uh, some Southeast Asian company. So they have nothing right now that people play. And I wish I knew this was free to play. I was looking at this when it came out. I'm like, eh, maybe I'll buy it later. Because I played a shit ton of Savage too, And I love that game. But it's just, they must have had awful PR people because they never reached out. You know, if we knew about it when it went free to play, we would have covered it. We would have done a video by now. Well, it's, now we can do one. Yeah. We might do a Sunday Funday for this yeah. one, actually. Actually, Gumbo, we, uh, this might be a game for you. Uh, it's a, It reminds me a lot of Natural Selection, actually. You have one commander. Yes. It, it did not remind me of... Oh, really? You have a commander. Yes. Uh, he kind of builds a base and, up, and sends you upgrades to, your, to the units, like everyone else, like guns mm -hmm. and different unit types, uh, like the big brute or like the giant... Uh, you capture resource nodes and you defend it. He makes the, the, the yeah. commander's building buildings there. So there's resource nodes just like there is in Natural Selection too. So Natural Selection actually it was a great comparison to this. I, I didn't even think of that. I, I kind of just want to play Natural Selection too now. It's a fan <laughs> it's fantasy Natural Selection too, basically. Mm -hmm. Except it came first, I think. Uh, you, original Savage. Original Savage probably yes. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm curious. I'm searching Natural Selection release date, and I'm like, in before I get like when uh. Like when Darwin's theory came out, because <laughs> the first one wasn't that just a mod for? It was I played one mod? I played the shit out of that. Oh, that's back. That's, that's two thousand and two. Holy yeah. crap! Uh, that's crazy. Savage two thousand one, two thousand three. Oh, Savage one. Savage one. It was two thousand three. So yeah. I played so Savage Natural Selection one. came out first. Savage one. Oh, look at that shit. I bought Savage one like I think, the month it came out, and we played. Me it. too. We bought it together. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm excited to play that actually now that's free to play. You know, just come, I'm going to tie this into Revelation, okay? Okay, tie it in. So the beginning of Revelation is pretty easy, mindless, right? We all, mm -hmm. all kind of agreed. I remember playing Savage 2 with a group of casuals, right? Omar and I played. Uh, and we liked the game. But we always played it from the perspective of us, which, you know, we're gamers. We played all the you know, Battlefield, you know, EverQuest, all these kind of games. All the casuals, after like 30, each round takes like an hour, by the way. So at the end of that, Omar and I had like 50 kills, you know, 10 deaths, whatever. Every one of the casuals we were playing with was zero and something. Zero and 30, zero and 28, zero and like 30, 40. Like, I remember that. And then, and then I looked at their faces. Like there was no fun being had, you know? So 
you know, the genre can't go on like this. So now I see why these games kind of aren't doing well. You can't have a game where people play for an hour and they can't literally can't make any dent in, in anything. I, that's true. That's that, why games are getting more casual. <laughs> you know, you bring up Revelation. I want you to talk about a conspiracy theory about Revelation. This is like uh, normally conspiracy, conspiracy theories. Oh, conspiracy gotta... theories are usually all bullshit. Aaron laid down an amazing theory last night, and I think he's uh, on which the money. Means it's mediocre. No, okay. listen, listen, Matt. Open mind. Open mind. All right, all right. Take I, it away. I'm huh? on YouTube. I'm gonna search the X Files theme. Here we go. X Files theme it up. Let's Please. go. Please. We're gonna get DMCA'd so hard. It's on YouTube. No, we're good. Do the dubstep music. remix. No one's gonna DMCA that one. Alright, X files it up. Okay, here we go. You know how Mr. noticed this. Literally, we're there day one of open beta, but you gotta buy a founders pack to access, right? And mm -hmm. there was gold spam nonstop, right? And this happens yeah. in every game. And then Omar's thinking, why don't they ban them? Just right-click, ban them, make another 18 bucks every ban. And here's why. Ready? They're working. They they are the developer or the publisher. The publisher is spamming to sell gold. It's another way to make money. Boy, this sure sounds like some some Elysium. Uh, <laughs> yes. No, think about, no, think okay, about I, it. Though. I already know that's false, and I know Why? that's false because I've seen a lot of these companies like MMO Attack, MMO mm -hmm. Tank, Tank, all that. Every yeah. other game, there is no way that they that is pay, possible. No, they paid. They paid maybe the developer a thousand dollars for an unbanned uh, version of the game where they don't get banned for the first two days. That's, That's possible. That's not what he said. He said it was the developers. No, or, they're working well, in cahoots they, with the developers, yeah, man. In some way. Like, they're getting a cut. Yeah, they pay they're, some they're, yeah, sure. Yeah. Now, think about it. The, I, I get it that it's impossible to stop all the gold spammers. Everybody understands that, right? But on launch day, where you have to pay 18 bucks every time you ban... Like, if you get banned, to make another account costs 18 bucks. You know, when the game is actually fully free and it costs nothing to make an account, I get it, you know? You can't police it. But what every time you ban someone, they'd buy it again. There's no excuse. You make money every time you ban them. Uh, this is an amazing editorial idea. Day one, when you had to pay $100 to get yeah, I'm there not you kidding. Go. It was well, that way day one. Exactly. They were making money. <laughs> so so what that tells me is... I remember that. Dude, either... either the people at Revelation Online Publishing are complete incompetent retards, which I don't think they are, okay? Or they're getting paid. Or, or they're, they're, they're looking at blind eyes. Every single them. publisher, someone gets paid to allow yeah. the gold spammers to come in. Yeah, you know what? You don't need to convince me of that one. I, I willingly believe no, it. But but here's here's the part that makes it believable. I Life don't think... Illuminati. Listen, when, when the game goes full open beta and anyone can make an account for free, you know what? At that point, you can't police it. They, no, they're no. probably not working together anymore. Or like, At that point, they don't have to pay them. There's, there's no need to cooperate, right? Mm -hmm. It's at that critical moment where you can only play with a founder's key is when they're working in cahoots together and they're getting they can make a lot of money off it i mean if you look at the chat there are countless spams oh yeah, yeah. people are paying the the, the what did the shout the for the megaphone where it goes server wide and they're yeah. spamming yeah and yeah, they're not yeah, getting banned it. they're spending money on those um those you know con shells yeah they're conscious this i mean i am I, I am so convinced right now that this it's either this or they're retards can we agree on that either Either they're complete buffoons. No, I'm more willing to believe that they're in cahoots than they're stupid. I I think, and you know what? Fuck it, whatever. If that's what they wanted to do, that's fine. I don't even care. Yeah, I don't, yeah, uh, I don't mind either. But whatever, it's well, just funny. Well, you're the one who should mind. I was the Why? one. I, uh, Omar was the one who mind. I'm the one who said the company should sell gold directly, baby. Remember? I I got no problem with that. <laughs> I have a whole editorial about that. All right, there you go. See. Uh, but, but no, Matt, can we agree, can we agree that it's better. either can we agree that it's either they're complete idiots for not banning them or they're working together? Yes. Is there a third option? The third here's the third option, and here's the third option. I think it's the most ridiculous one. Hmm. The third option is that there's no cahoots and they're not stupid, but that these gold stars actually make so much money 
that they can just keep buying accounts again and oh. again and again and again. Which I, I don't know. I don't know how much money the gold no, farmers even make. They make the, even if they do that, right? There's every mm -hmm. incentive for, for my.com to have one guy on staff just to right-click ban. And every time you do it, every time you move your finger two clicks, you make $18. They did, they, they hire more people. The more, every time you ban someone, you make 18 bucks at thousands of dollars an hour. In yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And mm -hmm. uh, that's why I'm saying they would have to make that. I, I think it's the most unlikely option, mm -hmm. uh, maybe. Uh, it would be the most ethical one, I guess. But um, <laughs> it's possible. Again, we don't have... It, it would be really fascinating if we actually had data of how much like a site like MMO Attack makes. Because, I mean, they're in every fucking game spamming. They're MMO in Tank as well. Spamming. MMO Tank is everywhere. I, I think, MMO okay, Tank. I think they make a decent amount of money, and here's why. The average hmm. person doesn't know any better. They really don't. So what do you mean by what do you mean? Person, what, what do you mean by that? I'm curious. Like they don't know any better than to like. Okay, they say, I need this much gold for this thing. This guy's spamming this. He just clicks on it or like copy yeah. paste it into his browser, and it's just they don't know any better. They just buy the gold. That's what I'm saying. Um, but is that necessarily like you? You make it sound like they don't know better. It's a bad thing. Like I mean, I'm not really that offended when somebody buys gold in a game. No, I'm just I, they don't I, I, know I any better stupid. than to just buy it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If it's being advertised that often, if they see it, they might even think it's official. Often, you're right. <laughs> I mean, they don't know any better than to just buy it from this company. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. My favorite is MOCO. I see them in every fucking game too. <laughs> They got gold double on this. I'm looking at it right now. Gold CEO. I see that. <laughs> I see that spam in literally every game. Do you think like the porn sites that that one company actually owns all these gold selling companies? Like one big fac factory in Guangdong is owns <laughs> all these different sites. Guangdong. <laughs> it's yeah. always Guangdong. There is a web of connections there because I know there's a lot of wholesalers um, mm -hmm. that just buy from individual butters, and then I think the wholesalers sell it to the random stores. Uh, to the sites, and there's a, there's a level of consolidation there. It'd be really fascinating to have like an expose on on the gold selling market. I've seen a couple in the past, but it's always like a documentary, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be. An, I would I would love it. Let's the MMOs.com documentary. None of us are gonna make it, but we'll, we'll get someone else to make it. We'll quick. get a crowdfund and we'll pay somebody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. We'll get Warner, up, we're gonna get, let's get Warner Herzog to, to narrate it. <laughs> I'm actually looking at MOCO.com. If you look on the bottom right, they update every time a new transaction comes in, right? And it's updating wow. freakishly fast. <laughs> Take a look. I, mean, I, I just saw three updates now in a second. I see Sean on here. Sean something at gmail.com. Gombe! Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck Gombe, up. did you spend money on Revelation Shut the fuck online? up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what am I looking for? Look, oh, latest transaction. On the bottom right, the latest transaction. It seems to be updating in real time. Wow. Do you see how people... So they're making transactions like almost like... One every few every few seconds. There's a lull sometimes, but then they get a few bank. more. We're in the wrong business, boys. We are in the wrong business. We're not, we're not making any money. These guys are minting money. Now, all right, now that we mentioned, all right, take it away. Huh? How do we know this is a real life? It just could be like one of those Chinese. We don't know, obviously. You know those Chinese games on their website have like uh, the the photo gallery of their players, and it's just random ass pictures. Uh, those are, remember we found out that one of them was just a copy and paste yeah. from their Facebook. Google Images, yeah. real. <laughs> That's pretty hilarious. Yeah, so that's that's I think when you know you have a low tier game when you see those real user pictures. <laughs> I kind of want to Google one of those now, but I'll find I'll find it in a bit. I mean, we mentioned that you know, we got Kickstarter Kickstarter this documentary, but since I mentioned Kickstarter, we got to mention um, the Ashes of Creation. All right, they came out and they uh, did take uh, it away. Look, they came out and they showed some in-game uh, footage with a UI. Mm -hmm. All right, and uh, I'm a fair man. All right, I am, I am the fairest. Fairest man in the world, all right? Sure you are. Listen, coming out with this 
was uh, it, 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 they went from being cringy, right, with the with the nonsensical Unreal Engine backgrounds that they show in the like videos for like such a long time. They went from cringed here to like, okay, now there's a little there's a little something here, you know. Now I got now they gotta make the game, right? It's not cringe anymore, right? This now it's still you know a, a gigantic task in front of them, but they should have came out swinging with this, all right? They went from a complete joke to having a little bit of something, all right? They have zilch nada to having a smidgen of something, and God bless, all right? They got they got a little something here. They well, do I mean, a little something. It seems like multiplayer at least works. So yes. They've, they've already shown off more than, uh, well... More than Chronicles of Valeria. Yeah, more than Chronicles of Valeria, okay? I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't want to say that without clarifying. Chronicles. They show multiplayer in a sense that isn't just 1v1 duels, okay? There mm-hmm. we go. So... Yeah. And they already have more than No Man's Sky promised, and it released. <laughs> That's true. But the only thing, I, only thing, you know, people are like, oh, people look. But I think what, what's kind of annoying is when people, like, get super excited, right? And I think it's silly to get excited right now. I mean, look, they showed that they, they created a, a networking environment where people can connect to. There's, you know, some interactions with skills, right? Like, they got something. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying they got nothing anymore. But it's, it's so early, you can't get excited on this. Like, it's literally, now they got to make the game, you know? It's like, okay, they got some assets together, but now you got to make the game, like, coherent, fun, input the system, do the balance. It's got to all work well together in a, in a cohesive way. It's, you know, I say even Star Citizen hasn't shown anything, you know? Like, they got to put all that into a persistent universe in a fun way for it to be, like, a good game. Like, this is so early. You can't get hype yet. But still, oh. good job, guys, Ashes Creation, for at least putting this out. This looks better than uh, all, those st- all those Steam games we listed earlier at the beginning. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> But at least but those steam games are, you know, there are systems in place, they work, you know. But yes, it looks better visually, for sure. Uh, so I said, I don't think excitement is a bad thing. I think it is, because it gets people so disappointed. I mean, the excitement builds on itself, right? The hype builds on itself to a point where you can never meet that hype. Look, I think if the hype was a lot lower for Tree of Savior, the game would be doing a lot better. I mean, the, the, it was sky-high expectations. The game's doing better than most game, like most MMORPGs on Steam. I don't know what everybody's talking about. It's still averaging like 3,500 people. Yeah, it's great, I know. But, it, you know, the hype that it had at the beginning, those guys all like... It, what was the launch? Like over 30,000 or something crazy? If the, if the expectations were a little bit more uh, like tame, yeah, I think it would have it held a lot more of those players. But yeah, I, the game is still doing well. There's no doubt. It's one of the most played MMORPGs on Steam. Like, definitely in top five or six. Wait, what, what, what can we talk about? Tree of, uh, Tree of Savior. Well, speaking of that, Nexon actually... Uh, yeah, it's worth mentioning, too. It's funny. The guy who made Tree of Savior was one of the you know lead guys at Ragnarok Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he made his own company, IMC Games, in 2003-ish. Uh, they made Granada Spada and Tree of Savior. And now Nexon is taking a little investment there into this company. Well, that's exciting. I think they're doing it because they see the big potential for uh, the Tree of Savior mobile remake as well. Yeah, it's I think it's, it's, this is a good sign. It's all about mm-hmm. the it's all about the uh, mobile version. Mm-hmm. I wish terms were disclosed, but in these transactions, like I mean, unless it was a shit ton of money, Nexon's not going to reveal it in their quarterly reports. But if it's a lot of money, they have to. But it's, they probably took like. Probably less than half, otherwise they would have said a majority control. So Nexon owns a piece of Tree of Savior now. Also, fun fact, it, they uh, officially said it was Nexon Korea that made mm-hmm. the yep. actual purchase of, or the investment, which is important because Nexon is based in Japan. 
Yeah, the headquarters are based in Japan. I, I, I don't know exactly why yet. Maybe I know they're listed in the, the Japanese, the Tokyo Stock Exchange. Maybe there was some reasoning around that because I know the majority of their business is China and Korea. It just seems very odd that their headquarters are in Japan. It there is. must be a technical legal reason for it, which I don't know what it is just yet. Taxes. Somehow it's taxes. No, it's always taxes. I think it has to do with Unless being, you go to Ireland. Being in a bigger, yeah, it's to be in a bigger uh, market, uh, public market. Japanese oh yeah, that makes market, sense. The Japanese stock market is bigger. It's it's a lot. It's a re same reason a lot of companies list in America that are not American. That makes sense like, actually. A lot of South American companies, Brazilian companies, will list in America for that reason to raise money here. What's amazing is a lot of these small. Uh, there's a lot of small companies on the on the Korean stock exchange, right? <laughs> so like small companies rarely are publicly traded in America if they're really small. But you have companies like Webzen. You know, even you can buy stock in Webzen. I mean, it's relatively small. But there are even the company that made area that made share. You could have bought like shares in them, which is nuts. Like a lot of these small companies do get traded in Korea, but Japan's a much bigger stock exchange. So I guess Nexon's a big company. If Nexon was on the Korean stock exchange, it'd probably be one of the biggest companies there. Not the big. It's up there though. Well, I don't know anything about the Korean market outside of gaming. <laughs> outside of Samsung. <laughs> Samsung. Is, Sam there you go. Samsung. Is, Samsung's the market. Samsung. <laughs> and Hyundai. Hyundai. All right, guys, we, we've got to mention another Duker Steam game. And I'm not even afraid to call this Duker anymore. It's pretty redonk. We have Asta Online is coming back, boys. What? Asta. Not, not ASDA, ASTA. Okay. Sean, it's... your what isn't exactly not concerning, considering you're supposed to be editing these. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I, edit, I, I edit with faith. I'm a faith-based editor. I do a there little prayer and, and hopefully Jesus picks up the reins. <laughs> Jesus takes over and, uh, you know, proofreads. He's good. That's right. No, he's down. But this is mind-blowing. Okay, first of all, it's mind-blowing because it's stupid, right? The First of all, the guys that make Digimon Masters Online are the ones uh, bringing this back, right? The game failed in Korea, right? It shut down after, I think, a year or two. And then it launched in America through WebZen, and it shut down within seven months. And now the geniuses that move games are like, okay, I'm going to pitch it to the board. We're going to have a piece of shit game that nobody played in Korea and it shut down so quickly in America. Hear me out. Hear me out. I got this, guys. I got this. We're going to relaunch it. But get this on Steam. Boom. Let's get the money. <laughs> like All right. So, Omer, Omer, conspiracy theory. So, they're bringing back their own games, too, like uh, Noir, which I've never heard of until – had never heard of until it was on Greenlight. And um, Power Rangers Online, which did very poorly in Korea. So, wait for it. Hmm. They're becoming their own MMO necromancer. Ooh, I like it. They're going to compete with uh with Red Fox and Super, Super Games. Games. Yeah. I'm looking at Pirate Rangers Online now. I I did not know this was a thing. You want to know I what else is a thing? If I didn't click on it. Hmm. You want to know what else is a thing? So hmm. they also have Rockman Online, which is Mega Man. You know the Japanese hmm. name for Mega Man, and Ghosts and Ghouls Online is a thing. Excuse me. What? <laughs> Maximo? Ghosts and Ghouls? Yes. Hold on. Is Rockman Online uh like decent? Like I feel like that name alone should bring people cool playing down. it. They're both oh. shut down. But you would well, think Rockman the Mega Man name would help. Korea. Oh, that's why. So yeah, those are things. And um, but yeah, I I think the story here is how the fuck did Move Games get the rights to Asta? And I mean. They really had to have gotten the rights to Asta because they're both Korean companies originally. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they really had to have just straight up bought it out, not just like the 
How much do you think it went for? I, I, I would, I would have placed that MMOs.com bid. Just for, like, I wanna, I wanna buy the like exclusive rights to a game, like a shitty game that shut down already. It's like if, my budget is like a thousand bucks. Do you think I can get one? If I had to guess, I'd say it went for like a hundred. That, that, no, that's so much money. There's no way because if you, I remember, um, if you Google the, and this is a little bit unrelated, right? You can the some. I think Crunchyroll got sued, and in the court documents they revealed how much Crunchyroll paid for a bunch of anime licenses, right? And they range anywhere from like 50k to like 340k, and these are for like pretty big animes. So for a game that shut down, right? That's not as easy to run as an anime. You just put it up and advertisements come in. There's no way 100k for a, well, a shutdown duker. A game's also not an anime. I just if I had to make a guess, it would right. be 100k. I'm gonna say way less. But um, I don't know if it's one k, but who knows? I, I like how Steam is becoming the new dumping ground for these uh, like dead MMORPGs. Mm-hmm. And, and and to tie back to the whole Twitch taking on Steam thing, I don't think it's good for Steam to keep taking you know so many awful games. Uh, these are okay. Asta's okay, but you know, there's a stat about how forty percent of the whole Steam library just came online in twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. That was eighty percent in the last four years. A lot oh, of these last year. Just last year. And a lot, yeah. A lot of these are barely functional. Like <laughs> yeah. they're very, very finicky kind of barely functional. Like you have to do things exactly right or they break. You get caught on like tiny little edges on everything because the developers didn't properly implement changing heights. It's it's all ridiculous. Yeah. At some point, that kind of blow is gonna hurt Steam. I think. All right, guys. I'm making a declaration right now. I'm gonna email at least two Korean developers of shutdown games and offer them a thousand bucks and see if they take me up on it, okay? If they even reply to my email, okay? Uh, okay. Let's get the, do, do you guys think I'll get it? Let's get Gumball's if you, game. If you get one of those games, mm-hmm. I will Manitos. personally host it. Okay. Matt, Matt, you, you, it just costs like 10 bucks. Don't worry. No one's in planet. So the, costing, the hosting cost will be pretty low. So get Black Gold online. Let's get that back. No. Well, that's what I should have said for worst MMO. <laughs> I would and love then, to be able uh, to get a license for that. I think Black Gold is still up though. Oh. I don't think it went down. It is yeah. still up. It is still up. And last time it I should checked, be shut down. There was a forum post where somebody asked if anybody still played it and someone at the company specifically said there's still people logging in. They don't Yeah, people at the company. They they don't um specify how many, but they said that they still have players, basically. So that might be three or it could be three hundred, but they still have players. I'm glad the delusion is strong. And um, I also want to point out that the reason that Asta failed is because, if I remember correctly, something like maybe at most three months after, no, five months at most. I can't remember exactly, but about five months at most after it launched in Korea, it stopped being updated. It had not been updated since December of 2013, what I had read. All right, well, that'll I, found do it. I found my game, guys. You ready for this? I'm going to contact DNC Entertainment, the developers and publishers of Secret of the Solstice. Do you guys remember that game? Oh, yeah. It was like a Ragnarok clone. I think and... that one will go for more than 1K. It's been shut down forever. Yeah, but that one was moderately successful, if I remember correctly. There are a lot of people that still talk about it. They talk, but the game, well, the game's been gone for years. You know, It's sitting on their books. I'll be like, listen. We'll find it's out. Sitting on we'll, your find books. Out. we'll find out. We'll find out. I'm going to... I'll let you guys know next podcast if they ever reply to me, all right? If I can even find where to contact them. Also, I'll, I'll find another one that's absolute crap. I'll find one. Yes, f- find me a couple. I want, I want to shoot a bunch of emails, and we'll see if we hear back, all right? 
Maybe I should lower my bid to 500. No, I'll do it. If they get back to me, I'll be very happy you know to buy it for I have an 000. idea. For next podcast, I want my title to be Necromancer. And, I, and then during a segment, I'll bring up one <laughs> dead MMORPG, and we can talk about it for five minutes. It'll kill, it'll kill a segment <laughs> of the podcast. Okay. All right. So we've got a bunch of other stuff we should mm-hmm. probably get to. Um, I would like to go over this quickly because it's a quick thing. Um, Omer pointed this out before. He played it on stream, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Ragnarok Web is coming to the West as Ragnarok Journey, you know, that game that basically saved Gravity Entertainment. No, it's not this one. Oh, well, it's not this one? I don't... I'm look, actually, it looks very similar, actually. Uh, it is the same keep one. Keep going. Okay. That one that you played, the Taiwanese one. The one, the one I played was a mobile one. This is mobile. Oh. oh no, this no, this is web. No, this, this is oh, I thought this is the one you were talking about that saved it. Before, it looks similar, but no, this is not it. Before uh, Ragnarok Mobile. Before mm-hmm. that. I thought, never mind. I got to change the article then. Oh, well. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm so good. It okay. still looks pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, so that's the one you played in Taiwan, remember? Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember that one, though. Yeah, that that's it's coming to the West. So, yeah, we've got another Ragnarok game, regardless of what. And, again, I, I do suspect we will see that mobile one. The one that's published, I forgot, it's some obscure publisher. Actually, yes. Xindong, Xindong, yeah. Okay, I, 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 am, I am confident that because it's making so much money in uh, in China, it's going to come to the West. And just a quick recap, if you guys don't know. Gravity, the company, is, has been doing very poorly for a while. I mean, it's not too, it's obvious why, right? Ragnarok 2, uh, it sucks. Nobody plays it, right? Even go on Steam, nobody's on it. Ragnarok 1 is aging. You know, they still make some money in Japan and some from America and whatnot, but their other games are dead. They've been making no money for the last, like, six years. Like, zilch, nada. But they made, they, they made a licensing deal with a Chinese company, and they co-developed a mobile game that looks similar to the one you're seeing right now. It looks very similar to that, actually. But it's mobile only. And I did, I did a first-look video for it, and that game literally saved Gravity. It, it made Gravity from a $10 million company. Because Gravity is actually publicly traded in America, of all places. A small Korean company is available. It's publicly traded in America. They were a $10 million company. Stock price was, like, $2. And now it's up to $30. Dollars a share, which and the, the market cap, the value is up to over a hundred million dollars. So they made ninety plus million dollars of value through this one game, and they didn't even make it. They, they, they co-developed it with a Chinese company. It saved Gravity. So we're going to see more of Ragnarok online. The franchise ain't dead, right? It's going to get more and more at the mobile and browser games because of their success in China. And this is a pre-RO mobile. This is mm-hmm. pre that, and it has. Uh, I don't know how well it's done, to be honest. Now that I'm knowing that I'm confused in those. Um, I think so, yeah, well, I think they well mapped because they did say in their earnings report one of the reasons for their uh, they, they they attributed the Chinese one and the Taiwanese web game as a reason for their growth. So this is people are clearly playing this as you can see in the background video too. It it does look it it looks distinctly different too. I mm-hmm. mean it's got more of a Crystal Saga esque vibe mm-hmm. than some of the other ones. It's weird to see Ragnarok with wings like that though. I hate wings. <laughs> I know I hate wings. I do hate wings. Not buffalo wings though. You like but you like you like yeah, actually wings. wings. Today. I mm, fucking love wings. wings. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so I'm awake now. Moving on cuz we are running out of time and I know that Airhon's going to try and cut this any minute. Um we do also need to mention Critica. Critica's coming to the West. Yes, that's a big one. It's by by Enmas, uh, right? Mhm. Uh, is publishing this. Yep. That's crazy. And Mass is taking it. Uh, I have faith in this one. Really? I'm going to p- lay this out very clearly. Please. Okay, so Enmas took over Alliance of Valiant Arms, which was not doing well in the West mm-hmm. since, like, the days of Iggy. I mean, it has mm-hmm. not been doing well for a long time. They took it over, and even though they took it over knowing that it wasn't doing well, they went ahead and they talked to the developers 
and they got a bunch of content updates that had been held back in the game mm-hmm. immediately, like the moment they put it out. So I have a lot of faith that Enmas is going to do right by Critica. Hmm. Interesting. It's a it's a fun it's an action game too, and everyone always pines for action and more RPGs. So, but it, it does have that. If I remember correctly, it did have the you know the vindictive style, DFO style, persistent uh, you know hubs and then instance dungeons. But the gameplay is super smooth. It also has fatigue, but the first night I played it, it took five hours to get through all of it. Oh, then you're fine, so, yeah. Yeah. Again, this will be Q2, so sometime <laughs> in the summer. So in mass is definitely doubling down on the West too. I mean, they're basically they've been known for Terra. But they picked up AVA and now they picked up this, and they're actually launching another game as well. The okay, I want to not I, I want to yeah, nominate their cool. next game as the worst named like name worst game name, not ever, but like in a long time. Let me know what you guys think. Player Unknowns Battleground. Oh, oh I hate that one. It's all name. caps. It's the guy's name. But it's still, it's just full of battlegrounds. Well, it's too simple then. It's it, it. They're putting it in there because it's like when you put George Romero's uh, Day of the Day, John Romero's. I, fuck. No, you had it right the first. It was George. George Romero. Romero yeah. You mean I, Tom I Clancy, mean, Matt? Tom Clancy would have been a good choice too. Yeah, Tom Clancy. Yes, that too. But I'm sorry. I um, hate it though. Tom Clancy is a name. <laughs> Who the fuck is player on? He's unknown. He's an unknown player. No, he he's 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 the designer, I think, and he's some guy that has worked on mods or something. I don't remember exactly. You, you'd have to look into it. But it's the guy. That's why it's called that. I want to be the guy. But, but I hate <laughs> Come on, don't. Uh, do you guys? You guys don't mind it? You think it's okay? It's. I hate yeah, it. It's, it's, it's in all caps. That's why you know he's serious. Oh, and so also, this is a Trump design game. Also, Enmas also has a mobile game called something like Battle Plan. So that mm-hmm. should be. They they really are releasing a lot more games. I think the success of Terra has made it so that they're able to. Yeah. Yeah, they're very able to, and they're willing to now. And I think Terra's uh, has been declining in the West too. So they they feel like a kind of rush to replace the lost revenues of Terra, the declining revenues with some new stuff. So that's why we're seeing all of a sudden they're really pushing for all these new games. And also, it should be mentioned that Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is actually being made by the developer of Terra, not by Enmas themselves. So the, they probably got the licensing deal like right off the. That's the case. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that game going to be free? No. It's it's a kill the King of the Kill style game. I don't think it's gonna be free. I, I, don't I think forgot so. though. Um. But yeah, back to Critica. I personally, in my experience, mm-hmm. while Soul Worker looks smoother, I feel like Critica plays smoother and the combos link together a lot nicer. It's a lot faster paced and it's just smooth to like go from. Mm-hmm. Let's go straight so through. You, it, so. What you like is the cleavage, is what you're saying. Oh, the cleavage the is top notch. I love the cleavage in that game. But yeah, I liked uh, I liked Critica more than I did Soul Worker. I see you paused at a great spotter, hun. Thank you, thank you. In the video, quality, quality. Uh, they're MCing over there. Uh, <laughs> I'm optimistic as well, though, Matt. I'm optimistic Crit- uh, Critica will do well, and I'm optimistic Terra uh, in mass rather will do a good job with it. Because right now it is playable. You can play in Southeast Asia, but it's it needs to have some marketing. It needs to be you know an English <laughs> audience community to really succeed. But I want to talk about another game too. This is we have we you know we'd be crazy not to talk about the drama that surrounded uh, Paladins. So let me go ahead and find that real quick. Got a recap. I completely forgot why. Oh okay, no, I'll, I think I I'll, I'll recap the drama. I love the the Paladins drama. It always goes to a fun topic of uh of pay to win. I know it's Aaron's favorite topic as well. And Gumby's always. I love talking about pay to win. So what happened was uh 
they actually introduced legendary cards to their game and they changed the currency and whatnot you need to get these legendary cards. They introduced a brand new currency called Essence in the game. And the only way you get Essence is by getting duplicate cards. Uh, duplicate cards would uh, turn into Essence and you could use that Essence to unlock legendaries that cost about 18,000 each. Uh, so there was a massive shitstorm on Paladins. Because this game is doing really freaking well, you know? It was tens of thousands of concurrent users. So this is a massive hit for Hi-Rez. Easily their biggest game since since Smite, really. That Yeah, so they had to do something. So there was a mass, massive shitstorm. Some people... I mean, it was pretty clear that everyone was pissed off. Like, And by everyone, I mean the vocal people that go on Reddit. Because I'm sure a lot of people didn't give a shit, right? <laughs> I mean, most of the time it is that. But what I was blown away with was how quickly... How quickly uh, their lead designer went on Reddit. Their, uh, his name is Drybear, and he responded, and they made changes. Like how quickly they're like, "Holy shit, we fucked up!" You know, maybe we reached too far, and then they they toned it down a lot. So what happened is, it's it was a it was a really interesting uh, development because they made the cost of legendaries drop from uh, I think eighteen thousand down to twelve thousand. So they already made it like a third cheaper, right? But where they made it really really cheap is where your common cards would disenchant into 60 essences, they made that from 60 to 250. Wow. So they four times increased the rate of getting the new resource. And they dropped the cost of these cards by a third. It's a massive decrease. It made it way more accessible. So that's pretty nuts how quickly they responded. But it's nuts how quickly like your community can turn against you. You know, you make one wrong move. And if you're not willing to step up and try, you know, addressing it right away, you're fucked. You know, these guys... They keep complaining, even if they don't quit the game, right? All their bitching and moaning is going to get other people to quit or not play. So I think they did a good job responding super, super quickly. I know everyone's Andrew's probably like, and eh, who cares if it's a little pay to win? And it should also be noted that legendary cards can be obtained from Radiant Chests. You don't need yes. to just use Essence, but uh, it's literally uh, 5 out of 100. So it is 5%, a 5% yeah. drop rate. And that's... A five percent drop rate over three different cards mm -hmm. per hero, and you may not get the one that you need for your hero. Mm -hmm. So it, it's pretty. It can be brutal. I mean, a lot of people are saying I don't see that's pay to win as well. Also, assuming the legendary cards are balanced, you're right. I don't think it'd be pay to win, but it's always an issue of how do you balance the rare legendary cards. You know, some games do it well, other ones don't. And sometimes, like even if a card is not like uh, necessarily OP. But it's legendary you might need it to kind of synergize with your other cards in your play style to a point where even on paper if it's not op you almost kind of need it for your build and your loadout and in a game like Paladins, you know you're gonna you have a certain play style so you're gonna want to run certain cards you know that's your customization so i mean i'm glad that they responded so quickly i mean i, I don't know if the, if the if the current setup is you know the fair one but it seems i think matt you said the the complaints have dried down you know, died down yeah. a bit okay. yeah they've died down a lot and people were like if not, if they're not happy about it, a lot of them are like, okay, whatever. Yeah. They've just given up. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been better. It's just, I think it's insane how much of a response that got. And that just goes yeah. to show when you have that big of a player base, mm -hmm. when you make something too much of a grind, they're going to call you on it immediately. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just immediately going to finally, like, shut you down. And a lot of, I think, personally, I think that, it would have been less of an issue if they hadn't changed the currency. But what they mm -hmm. did is they changed it, the currency that you need to buy cards from gold to essence. So you have a bunch of veterans that were pissed off because they had 
stockpiles upon stockpiles of gold that they had no idea what to do with because they had everything mm-hmm. right they just like had stockpiles of this and they can't use it on these new cards instead they have to use it on chests and then hope that they get back what they need for the cards that they need so that i think that's what really drove a lot of the anger about but also their willingness to kind of engage right away. A lot of companies, we hear all the time, like if you talk about this on the forums, they, they delete your account, you know? <laughs> I, I don't know if that's always true. I mean, they do censor like certain levels of dissent on their official forums. So like the fact that they, you know, their their approach wasn't like egotistical and they just assumed, like, oh, maybe we'll wait and see the data. Like they, they tackled it head on. And we have somebody in the chat that said, you know, he's been playing Paladin since day one. And it was never, it was, it was never really that bad. He was able to get all the legendary cards anyway. So I do agree. Many of these times, most of these issues, especially surrounding pay to win, are always, you know, people are very early to call it out too. You know, people, people don't give the developers any slack. But I mean, at least they responded and they made it easier and it's a more uh, player friendly option. So I approve. You guys know I didn't really like the card system from the beginning, and yeah. I didn't always explain properly the why, right? And this is another one of the reasons why. Uh, one of the issues people brought up, and correct me if I'm wrong, was. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to get all the cards now, so you got to have to deal with what you have. Even if they don't synergize. Because you're missing a card that would help your loadout, right? Is that true? Maybe it's a legendary and stuff. Okay. See, if a game is going to be free-to-play with, you know, uh, pay-to-win elements, at least as a, a casual player, don't let me realize what I, I'm missing. That way I don't well, care. That, that's how they get you to buy it, you know? They make you realize what you're missing, well, and then you want to buy see, it. See, that's the thing. If I have all these useless cards that don't synergize, and I've been playing for 10 hours, and and I see the and I see the card I want. They would actually oh I didn't get that card, right? It drives you to play more. I feel gimped. I don't want to feel gimped. No. I want to. I don't know. For me, it feels that way. I ain't buying what you're selling. I ain't buying what you're selling. Like imagine <laughs> imagine you play Magic the Gathering. You have a deck with fifty cards, right? You have a blue deck. Or you, Hearthstone or anything, yeah. And the guy says, "Well, you need at least sixty cards to make a deck, and you got to shove in like ten green cards, but you have no you know where to play them. You just got to put them in there for no reason." But that's not how, no. no the, I, Remember, if the game is well designed, even if like the common cards, you know, they can still be balanced. And they're very general cards too. Sometimes it's not like it's not like they combo off each other. Really, it's just your play style. You know, it's how you want to play the game is what the cards are there for. Really. Okay, but if you get if the new system in Paladins before they change it again allowed you to have a functional deck, that's fine. It does. Then I have no problem. Uh, okay. Then, then yeah, they, bitch, I, they bitched out. They bitched out. <laughs> All right. So, uh, moving on, we also have some other big news. Uh, I know that we've been enjoying Moo Legend whenever we play mm-hmm. it, even though it's kind oh, of just this is an huge, RPG. Yeah. Um, Moo Legend is entering open beta in Korea on March 23rd. I don't know how far behind the um, NA EU release is going to be, but I would guess May. I'm guessing May. I say April. Expect. Mark my words, guys. Move Legend of Middle April. That's my guess. It's happening. Hmm. So April or May. I mean, May, I think, is the latest. They did actually pride themselves saying they had, like, a global. Remember the last one was a like, global at the same time as like, the Korean one? So they kind of did those first round of close betas, like, together. So if the other one's going open beta, I think it's not going to be too far behind. Oh, no. There was a, clo- there was a glo- um, Korean closed beta in, like, September of last year. Like, oh. way before. I'm optimistic. We're gonna get the we're gonna get our we're gonna get our open beta pretty quickly. I'll say April as well. They have they have been good and they they kind of aiming for a global audience in the beginning. But yeah, it's it's happening. I mean, it's actually coming out, which is a lot more than we can say about a lot of other games. <laughs> Everything else yeah. on the horizon. Oh right, they also had the one in April. That's right, last April they had a closed beta. I'm pretty sure in Korea. Wow. So 
way before, way before. I mean, I mean, the game as is, we played it, right? It, it felt perfectly responsive, everything worked, it was nice. So I think it's at a stage, it's at a state where they could push it out in the next, you know, month and a half. They could, but I, I'm still saying May. Might. All right. Time will tell. All right, speaking of time, any last thoughts? Uh, I mean, this, this, this bit of news came out earlier today. They're, they're relaunching Secret World, which is, you know, a bit odd because they're not actually sh taking it down. They're calling it a relaunch, even though it's just, I guess it's a marketing gimmick. They're going to push a lot more content, I guess, for it. They're taking the Chinese approach. In China, it's very common for a game that's still running to just add a two at the end. And well, I, I never liked that. It was so stupid. A lot of Chinese games do that. It should also be noted that the relaunch is supposed to have a combat overhaul of some sort, and mm -hmm. they're talking about um, adding a free portion of the game, which includes mo some of the story, uh, at least some of it. I think they might have implied most of it, but I'm not entirely sure. But the story will have some free portions is what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, secret, the, the game, the money to revamp this game from all that money they made off Conan Exiles. Yep. Remember, their, their, their right. stock is up like fourfold since Conan Exiles launched. I still haven't played and, this one. And then also... I, I have played it. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I never minded the combat system. I like the fact that I can move around. Cool. But also something that I don't think was mentioned in the original article, it's they're putting um, Anarchy and Age of Conan in maintenance mode oh, oh really they're just launching it on steam and it's in maintenance mode <laughs> yeah that's i thought cool. that was weird too yeah that is weird what's the reasoning behind that it's old i didn't it's read old, that part and less people play it now but you know anarchy Online did come on steam it's actually pretty funny uh you can actually pay i think 99 dollars to skip to level 200 and, and anarchy online which is fine we've seen a lot of games implement like pay to get to near max level but the funny thing is, when you pay that 99 bucks, you get items in your inventory that when you consume, they instantly level you up. And those are literally called uh, heckler juices, implying that the, the, the leveling process is a heckle. And if you drink the heckler juice, you, you skip the heckle. I, I just feel like they named it so silly. You should not call it your, your own leveling process a heckle. I like it. <laughs> it's honesty. Also, we got to touch one more thing. I got to get one more thing in here before we call it. After, unless you have something else for Anarchy. Oh, no. All right, Albion Online is a big one. And, and honestly, the, the reason I want to bring this up is uh, not because the official launch date is out now, July 17th, right? This could be the first Western crowdfunded game to launch, like the big Western crowdfunded game to launch. They sold over 200,000 Founders Packs, and it's finally happening. There's going to be no more wipes after uh, the launch on July 17th. So you can finally start investing in your character. I think a lot of people stopped playing because all these freaking wipes but the reason I wanted to bring this is actually this game is a really cool, nifty little feature. And I like talking about like one feature in a game that's like fun and really well thought, well designed. And the feature I like here is the dueling system. You can actually wager with players on duels. And the winner of the, of the, of the duel gets the money that you wagered. Hmm. And it's, like, you know, it's not like, I'll give it to you if I lose. No, it's like built to the game. And it's not, the it's not an original idea. RuneScape has done this as well in the past. But how cool is that? It'd be like, yo, you think you're a tough shit? Let's wait. Let's duel. You put down money. If he, if he pussies out, you know, you know, you got the bigger dick. You know, is it sad that the first thing I thought of when I heard that was, what a great way to for gold seller to transfer gold. Oh, you're right. That's actually a really good <laughs> idea. Like, I, didn't sell, I didn't sell gold. I just lost my duel. 
That's true. <laughs> they might put limits on it or something. I don't know. But I, I love the concept. It's such a small feature, yeah. but like, I want every MMORPG to have that, right? Like, why not? I think any game would benefit from that. You don't have to do it, right? But, like, let me talk shit and then duel someone and, and fucking kick their ass and take all their money. Like, that's amazing. Everyone's saying this, the 90% sure this game would go free-to-play. Hey, it was originally meant to be free-to-play. Now it's buy-to-play. And who knows what they're going to do. They're going to pull uh, Atlas Reactor. I wouldn't be surprised. I think the smartest way to milk money out of your player base is your launch is buy-to-play, and after a while you go free-to-play. And you get the best of both worlds. I mean, I'm not saying it's perfectly ethical, but it's the way to make the most money. Is is Albion still promising uh, that like multi-platform play, like browser, mobile? Oh yeah, well, it's mobile and PC. Okay. Yes. I mean, it already worked when we played it. When we did our, we did a playthrough a while ago now, over yeah. a year, I mm-hmm. think. And I had played it on my phone. How was it on a phone? I forgot. I never tried it on a phone. Uh, it's a, you can't kill anything, but you can harvest. It, the, the screen was a little too tiny. So while you're taking a shit, you can go harvest resources, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's what you do in uh, what uh, Lineage Eternal, anyway. You know, and the mobile client for that is made for gathering resources. Come on, you can make your shits more productive, or at least you can you can you can think you're being productive while taking a shit. And then every time you go to take a shit, you need to have your fix. <laughs> oh, I also um, as possibly a uh, last thing. Uh, I wanted to mention this because it's kind of uh, interesting to me. You guys know Meridian 59. Mm-hmm. It launched in like 1996. In 1959, what are you talking about? Or, yes, 1959. <laughs> this guy, he's a joker. He's a joker. Uh, <laughs> they actually, the community has been keeping it alive for a while now, and they have official servers, but they're not really getting updated. It was open sourced a few years ago, and what happened was they a few community servers came up and this server 105, which is based on a German server that is Mm -hmm. named differently. They've been updating it and adding new things. They completely updated the uh, client. They've overhauled the interface and now they're adding a bunch of new content with uh, (laughs) 2.0 patch. So it's been years since this game went open source and it's been running for like 21 years almost and the community is still keeping it going with major content it's crazy and i just think that that's pretty insane it was a 1996 game i mean it's nuts for what they pulled off back then i mean my bad 191959 my bad i guess that's why they did uh you know 59s 95 backwards i just got that by the way (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's why. I think it has something to do with the lore. Really. What are the odds of the release date, release year, and the lore? Coincidence? Guys, Illuminati. Grind, grind fest for Meridian Fifty Nine. I'm down for that one. I That'd be really fun. I can actually. already see Gumble's uh, excitement. I never played the game. And I, I would actually have fun doing that because I, I like it's looking back at older games. Focused. Yeah, it's it. so hard to get into. I tried a while ago when they relaunched it after it went down for a while. Mm-hmm relaunched as a free-to-play game it had originally been subscription for the longest time this was before it went open source too and it is very very hard to get into really I, hard to get into i do love the character faces in this trailer my um, god they kind of look like souls that are trapped in the game and just want to escape mm-hmm. it looks like doom kind of to me they want the trailer i'm playing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because it's that same era right mm-hmm. that's how 3d worked back then but to put this in an MRPG at the time with like the existing technology is hella impressive. 
There's another one that looks very similar to this called Underlight. I never heard about that one. getting resurrected over and over. And that one's pretty cool because it has a teacher system where players write quests for other players. And you have to go back to that player and verify that you've done the quest. I, I would troll the shit out of people. I am mesmerized <laughs> by this trailer, I gotta say. <laughs> there he is, the guy who was waving with the old man yeah. face. He looks so sad. Uh, Alright, well, that's... Uh... That'll have to do it for this week, guys. Stick around for post-game if you're on Twitch. Uh, fare thee well on YouTube. Later, YouTube. See ya. Yeah, yeah.